So I used to babysit a lot when I was a teenager. Uh, most of my childhood, my dad was in a band, and he played clubs and Elks Lodges on Saturday nights. So um, even though I got home late from babysitting, I usually beat him home. Um, when I was 15, I came home on a Saturday night after babysitting very late, and I noticed something was different when I walked in the door. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but it just felt different. I walked down the hallway to go to my bedroom, and I noticed my sister's bedroom door was open, but she wasn't there. I also noticed that her pillow was missing from her bed. I checked her dresser drawers, and her things were gone. I thought she had run away. I went to my parents' bedroom to tell my mother, but she wasn't there either. Her pillow was also missing from her bed, and her dresser drawers were empty too. I stood there stunned, and then my thoughts turned to my father, who would be arriving home from his gig soon. How would I break it to him? Uh, would it destroy him? And what does this mean for my life? I decided to retreat to my bedroom. I laid there wide awake until my dad came home in the wee hours of the morning. I heard him slowly walking around from room to room. Then he quietly closed his bedroom door. The next day, he read a note from my mother that said that she just couldn't stay any longer and it was time for her to leave. She said it was best to take my older sister with her and for me to stay with my dad. She said she hoped that we would understand someday. Music became my therapist. It was my saving grace. It was a place where I found stories that I could relate to, healing words and tunes, and a way to escape. I heard Emmylou Harris sing to Daddy when it was released as a single in the late 70s. I nearly fell off my chair. I thought, my God, someone wrote a song about my life. <laughs> <clears throat> I bought the record, yes, that was in the days when we had records, <laughs> and I learned it and I sang it over and over and over again. <clears throat> it was deep therapy. It was my safe place to cry, to be angry, to be sad for how drastically my life changed in that one instant. It was a song that understood me. I cried so hard sometimes when I sang it that I could barely get the words out. I heard it as a conviction of my mother and a vindication of my father. My father was my hero, so much so that I looked past his faults and tried to block out the reality of his struggle with alcoholism. For a long time, I didn't speak with my mother, partly her choice to stay away and partly my anger and pain. But my sister and I mended our relationship, and I found the courage to sing to Daddy for her. She broke down in tears and said she just couldn't believe how the song was so parallel to what had happened. I don't listen to this song nearly as much as I used to, but now I listen more with mature ears and a more open heart. I hear more parts of the story. I hear my mother's side. I hear her pain. I hear her need to be appreciated and loved. I hear her need to be in a happier and healthier relationship even if it meant abandoning her teenage daughter. A quote. Can a mere song change a people's minds? I doubt that it is so, but a song can infiltrate your heart, and the heart may change your mind. Elvis Costello. 
Once I had decided on the topic for this sermon, I became hyper-aware of stories of the wisdom of music that are all around us if we just, you know, open ourselves up to, to seeing them and listening for them. NPR recently featured a series that invited listeners to share a story about a song that has impacted their lives. The first story I heard was from a guy who said that when he was a young man in the 70s, he felt alone and misunderstood by everyone. Then he heard the song, Breathe, by Pink Floyd. He said that the song made him say, wow, someone finally understands me. And as the song starts, breathe, breathe in the air, don't be afraid to care, leave, don't leave me. Look around, choose your own ground. How you live and how you fly, smiles you give, the tears you'll cry, all you touch and all you see is all your life will ever be. A quote. It was the moment I realized what music can do to people, how it can make you hurt and feel so good all at once. Nina Lacauer holds, hold still. The second NPR listener story I heard was from a woman who was diagnosed with terminal cancer. She said that she had planned to do so many things since her diagnosis to prepare her family for her departure. Letters to each child and her husband, videos to be watched at each big occasion in their lives that she would not be there for, graduation, marriage, children. But she didn't get any of those done, what with all the treatments and the fatigue. But she decided to pass on to them her favorite song. It was a gospel hymn that gives her hope for the future, no matter the pain and loss we experience. A quote. Music can heal the wounds which medicine cannot touch. Debasish Mrita. In August, Dan and I went to the Shenandoah Summer Theater to see The Sound of Music. The songs in this play have such deep meaning and are relevant even today with the nationalist rhetoric we're seeing around the country and around the globe. I love this play and the incredible music so much, and I have fond memories of our daughter when she was young, dancing around the living room, singing along with the movie when we would play it on the VCR. Yeah, VCR. Remember that, everybody? As I watched the play, I was moved to tears by the children singing themselves off the stage. So long, farewell, I'll feed us and goodbye. Singing themselves to freedom. At intermission, we ran into Leanne Macklin um, and her mother, who were also at the play. And she shared with us that a gentleman sitting next to her was openly weeping throughout the play. One can only imagine why this story, these songs, this play, in this time, brought about such a strong emotion in him. The following week, we went on vacation to New Hampshire, to New England, and spent a lot of time in my beloved home state of New Hampshire. One of our favorite things to do there is ride a tram up to the top of Cannon Mountain, and then take the short but steep hike up to the observation deck where on a clear day, you can see forever and ever. Anybody pick up on that song? (laughs) Our quiet experience was short-lived as a group with young boys and their fathers came up the steps to the deck. A woman asked them, where are all the moms? And one dad said, oh, you know, we've got the boys for a day of adventure and the moms are at the spa with the daughters. 
One of the boys, maybe seven or eight years old, said, Hey, Dad, can I dance and sing the sound of music up here? And to my delight, the dad said, Of course. The boy danced and ran around the observation deck singing, The hills are alive with the sound of... It was beautiful. It was fabulous. He was fabulous. He was moved by that beautiful place to sing that song. It was in his soul, and it needed to express itself. It was absolutely beautiful. A quote. Music acts like a magic key to which the most tightly closed heart opens. Maria von Trapp. I also stumbled upon an Anderson Cooper 360 broadcast interview with Stephen Colbert. It caught my attention because they were talking about grief, and I've done some work in my profession around grief. Um, Cooper said to Colbert, you and I have something in common. We both lost our fathers when we were 10 years old. Colbert responded that he not only lost his father in a plane crash, but two of his 11 siblings were in that plane as well and died. His brothers, Peter and Paul, a devout Catholic family, no doubt. As they talked about how they each dealt with their grief and how they both saw their lives as prior to the death of their father and after the death of their father, Colbert mentioned that even music from that time had a profound effect on him. To this day, he can't listen to certain music. He said, do not play Band on the Run around me or I just lose it. There's a direct connection for him between that music and the profound loss that is just too painful for him to relive by hearing it. A quote. Music replays the past memories awakens our forgotten worlds, and makes our minds travel. Michael Basie Johnson. I chose the song Dona Nobis uh, at the beginning, the hymn Dona Nobis, Grant Us Peace, because it is one of my most meaningful songs that I learned as a longtime member of a Catholic choir. Something about the notes, the simplicity of the words, the harmonies when the verses are stacked and around, and the feeling I get inside can only be described as sacred. When I'm singing this hymn or hearing it sung, I am transported to a place of peace. It taps into and feeds a part of me that is at the center of my being. A quote. Music is the language of the spirit, It opens the secret of life, bringing peace, abolishing strife. Khalil Gibran. It's amazing what a song can do. The power of music is limitless. It is an instrumental, whether it's an instrumental, solo vocalist, harmony, choral performance, drum circle, bowls ringing, or Broadway tune being belted out on a stage or a platform on top of a mountain. You name it, music touches us deep into our soul. It has the power to make us cry, make us laugh, make us dance, make us sing. It can make us feel empowered. It can inform us and motivate us to to get up and make a difference. It can make us clap our hands and tap our feet and dance all around. But most of all, It can fill our cup when it is running low. It can be the salve on a deep wound. 
It can help us to understand and bring us closer to our spirit, dare I say, closer to God, whatever that is for each of us or however we come to understand or define it. And the last quote. If I should ever die, God forbid, let this be my epitaph. The only proof he needed for the existence of God was music. Kurt Vonnegut.